You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. For the second time today, we get to talk about a six-something loss. Great sets. Straight, straight sets. Six, two, six, two. Oh, six, two, six, three. Yep. How fun for us. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and Petey. As per usual, we got Danielle behind the scenes. Someone in Discord said, do you need someone else to start a fire so that you don't have to do the post-game show again tonight? As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we're not back in our office. This is because, I mean, the magician just took it too far with that trick, yep. I guess. But <laughs> What if I find out it really was his fault? <laughs> oh, boy, maybe, howdy. Maybe somebody should... Start a fire under the coyotes, but I'm, but I'm bummed. Greg, you're a comedian lately. Um, yeah, let's talk about this one, I guess. Who wants to go first? Petey? I'll go first. Oh, Craig. We praise him all the time. They didn't get the goaltending they needed from Connor Ingram tonight. Let's just say it outright. They didn't get the goaltending for a second straight night. Um, they were behind the eight ball almost immediately. And they're 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 in a world of hurt here, guys. Heading into the last game before the All Star break in a building where, Petey, you know, they don't they don't just play poorly. They they get routed in that building sometimes. So this is a tough spot right now. Here's what I'm going to say. You've struggled to have good starts over the last two weeks. You've given up a goal last night, a minute and a half in. I think the focus tonight at the drop of the puck has to be, hey, let's get through this first 10 minutes. And we talked about it last night. You have to have a good start. Let's get through the first 10 minutes. Let's get through the puck drop. Let's get through a face-off. And you know what? And Sorry, maybe maybe tomorrow or, or Saturday, maybe, and, and I know they're probably tuned in on the way to the bus, maybe you don't start the Keller um, Schmaltz line. That's two nights in a row where they give up a goal a minute and a half into the game. I, 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 do something else. Let's defend for you know what? Let's 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 try to to go zero zero for five minutes because twenty four seconds in you can't do that. And and should Connor Ingram have that? Yeah, I think he probably should. I, he's probably screened again through a pile of people. Did the Coyotes have the puck on their stick? Yes. Could they have got the puck back? Yes. Did they defend poorly? Yes. Were they missing a shooting lane? Yes. All of the things that we say literally every night they did in spades tonight. But here's here's the difference that I thought. And I texted Craig. Is Ingram makes two big saves. He made one on Hagel, and then um, he made another one on point. And I said, okay, this is different than last night. Because now it's one nothing, two big saves. Keller scores. It's one one. Different game. 
different game. And then the second period and, happened. <laughs> yeah, and and then it was just it was literally more of the same. And I, and I don't know how this continues to happen. The turnovers, the poor defending, the poor net front coverage. It just it it's it just builds on itself. And hey, let's 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 call it the way it is. The Tampa Bay Lightning's payroll is at the top of the league. The Arizona Coyotes' payroll is at the bottom of actual money spent. These two teams are exactly what they should be. And the Coyotes took a big stride from a year ago and us thinking that they were a playoff team at this time. Even the GM said probably not yet. And you know what? It's it's coming to bear. It's probably not yet. This team just is it's you've we've got to find the little wins like we did a few seasons ago. You gotta find individual players that are playing well and things that are going right for this team because the overall picture of us talking about this team trying to battle for a playoff spot is going to be extremely difficult over the, over the next 35 games. It's going to be hard because they're, they're, they're just not playing good enough right now as a team. Mark said, I know we all have excitement that the Coyotes were in the playoff mix, but now that we realize they aren't a playoff team yet, we can be more grounded in their inconsistencies. And maybe it's the fact that we've done two shows today where we've talked about it, it just feels like deja vu. It's the same mistakes. It's the lack of goaltending. It's the, the turnovers, the defensive mistakes. And every time the Coyotes lose a game, for the most part of the season, it seems to be that. It always seems to be a loss or it's a dramatic loss rather than, you know, a tight, you know, close game that other team just had the edge. And I think that's what's been really frustrating about this stretch. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that more, but let's first get into the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union. Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Let's take a look. Tampa outshot the Coyotes 38 to 20. Uh, they were outshooting them every step of the way. 13-5 in the first, 14-9 in the second. You can see it here. Tampa, one for three on the power play. That power play is so lethal. It is when you watch it and how just sharp their passes are. It's unbelievable. Coyotes only had one opportunity and went 0 for 1. Um, and then shot attempts. Tampa had 66. The Coyotes had 47. Faceoffs offs pretty even. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard. It's, it's where do you go with it, Leah? It, yeah, where do you, I, go? you guys are like, I really don't know what I want to talk about tonight. I, the number one power play in the National Hockey League right now is the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's number one, first overall, best in the league, number one. And 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 if you're facing against the, the best power play in the league, Craig, if you're a coach of this team, what's on the whiteboard before you go out on the ice for the very beginning of this game? Stay out of the box. Stay Maybe. out of the box. I don't know. Discipline. Look, what, what discipline. And, and I, I, I have yet to go on. I mean, you know me, because now I'm, I'm driving me nuts. I got to go back through the film again to find out what the hell happened to Kesselring. Like, what? You, you just made the score six to three. It's still out of reach. Like, let's not kid ourselves. It's six to three with in the third period. This game's out of reach. All Tampa Bay has to do is put the pedal back on the gas and they're gone. But, but for one brief moment, it's six to three, and you go, gosh, maybe, like maybe you have maybe, and. Kesselring loses his mind. Like, I, I don't know what the, I didn't see anything. Definitely nothing on that play. Matt McConnell alluded to something seven minutes prior. Um, but, but to take a double minor for crushing and kicked out of the game. I don't understand it at that point in time. And, and we saw it last night with O'Brien. We see it tonight with this. I, at some point, this is, if the coaches aren't preaching discipline and I can't imagine they're not, they're coaches. That's what they do. Stop taking penalties. Come on, we got. Bear said it to you last week when he talked it, about put facing Pittsburgh or earlier. Exactly. In the week. So now it's now it's if I'm in the locker room, I got to go. What are we doing? 
Like, I think it's, this is another one of those instances where the leadership group has to stand up and start shutting the door and go, okay, that's enough of this crap. Like you, you, that to me, when you take a penalty that you're seeking retribution, I saw it with O'Brien and Kelsering are both perfect examples that those are selfish to me. Those aren't about the team. They're not protecting your teammates. I, they're selfish. And you can't have that if you're going to, I know this team again, not playoff team this year, but if you're going to be a playoff team, those are the kind of little mistakes and little things that you have to be able to bury. You see a playoff series. You see how hard those games get and how physical they get. and You cannot strike and lash out every time someone has a big hit. You can't. You can't succeed if you're in the penalty box all the time. Teams are way too good right now. The teams that are going to be the best teams in the playoffs right now, and you go right down the list, Lightning, Rangers, Hurricanes, Devils, Bruins, Oilers. Those are the top six power plays. Guess what they have in common? They're all really good teams. So you can't take penalties. And, and I think that the discipline for the team has got to, even if that's a small win, even if they just stay out of the box on Saturday, that's a step forward. It shows that they're learning and trying to take baby steps. I don't even know Craig where to go next. extremely frustrated right now. Craig's just like, are we done yet? Where's my wine? I can just, um, you got a comb? You know, it's oh. just a, like, it's the combination of things, right? We, we, We've been on the air already today, and we were talking about the arena and all the garbage surrounding that. And then the team gets just bombed in back-to-back games. You know, it, listen, it, it, the, the truth is it's easier to, to cover a team that's winning. It's easier to cover a team that's having success. It's more fun to talk about it. The fans obviously have more fun being around a team that's having success. And I, I honestly, like I, I said it to you guys, I put it in the Discord, and it aged very poorly. I said I thought this would be their most competitive performance of the road trip, and then they get bombed again. They they get blown out again. It's 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 hard to explain that. Like af- after the effort you had last night, I really thought that they would come with focus and turn in a good effort, and they didn't. It's really too bad too because PD's been preaching good start, good start, good start, good start, and then twenty four seconds in, you allow a goal against. I will say I do think the Coyotes responded pretty well after that. Um, yeah. Clayton Keller evening the score one one, and they o- like almost made it out of the first period one one, almost. And if you make it out of the period one one, I feel like it's a totally different mindset going into the second, which was kind of the period that e. Um, but with thirty four seconds left in the period, the Lightning get on the board. Um, and you just, all of a sudden you, you're thinking, okay, we're going to get out of this. And now it's two, one. And it just felt like the wind was out of the sails. There was no coming back from that. And you got, you're right. We, you already mentioned it. This wasn't Connor Ingram's best night at all. He allowed six goals on 38 shots, which isn't like him. He did make some key saves, but mm-hmm. he also probably wanted a few of those back, but there were just, as we already mentioned, turnovers mistakes turnovers by jersey by michelli like not you know like those are some of the coyotes best players making stupid mistakes and the problem is the tampa bay lightning have some of the best players in the national hockey league on their team you just can't afford to make mistakes like that and i think kind of the theme of the chat right now is kind of just everybody feeling like seeing through this team right now and seeing who they actually are and maybe you know, how they got through the first half of the season was a little bit inflated, but now that it's it's the middle and facing really good teams, they're kind of exposed a little bit. PD, on that second goal, I know we, we talked about this a lot. Yeah. This tip, but then you thought maybe it went under Dermot's. Did you ever come up with a determination? You know, here here's the deal. And and 
one of the things you do when you go down and break down film is you want to find out where the mistakes were and who, where the breakdowns occur. That's what we do. We saw it in a piece puck talk this morning. And on that goal, I mean, Dermott keeps his, his player wide. It's outside the dots is what you want from a defenseman. Keep the player outside the dot. The shot's actually from below the dot line and outside the dot line. And that's one Ingram has to have for me at his size. And and I don't think after looking at it several times in slow motion, frame by frame, I don't know if the puck hits Dermott stick. The opponent stick, who I sorry, I, I should know who got that goal. It was point. Point gets point. Sorry, sorry, point. sorry. Yeah, point gets a goal from an assist from Kucherov. Point gets that goal. Point stick on the follow through. It's Dermot stick, and which means it shortens the follow through. And as a goaltender, Craig can tell you, when a shooter stick doesn't follow through the way you're anticipating, the puck reacts differently. So if he's if he was expecting a higher follow through, Ingram probably was expecting the puck to go higher, but it, the, the follow through is shortened by the stick of Dermot, which keeps the puck lower on the ice. And I, and I still believe that Ingram's got to have that puck. He doesn't traditionally give up a goal from that spot on the ice, and it's just unfortunate. That's one of the goals tonight that I could go okay. Man, that that Dermot kept his guy wide. He maybe could add an extra step, but it's it's breaking point. I mean, it, it's one of the fastest guys and most talented guys in the National Hockey League. He kept him to the outside, did his job. So that's when you you have to pin on the goaltender and go, gosh, what, what could you have done differently? One of the few that you can do that to tonight because there were so many times again again, again, that this team had the puck on their stick. And I don't know what the lazy-ass plays are at their own blue line trying to get out of the zone over the last 24 hours between the Tampa game and the Florida game, why they cannot get the puck out of their own zone. If, if you're going to have those kind of difficulties, Bukestad last night, Michelli tonight, just wire it. Just just freaking give it off the glass. Get it. If it's icing, it's icing. But guess what? You 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 stop to live another day and you made it through that point. I, It's the little mistakes that this team is going to have to grow from. Having said that, you're right. This team is younger. This team is, they don't have the payroll. This is not as experienced. All those things are true. So we have to find the little wins, but you need to play the right way. You still lose games, but you still need to play the right way because when you get through the, the, the rebuild and you get through the tunnel, you can't make those mistakes. So even if you lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and you lose 5-2, but do it the right way. Don't yeah, make the yeah. turnover mistakes. Don't have the poor defending in front of the net. You're still outmatched. You're still out talented. You're still out, but don't make those mistakes because if you make them now, they're easier to make next season and the season after. It creeps in. You you have to play a more t- detailed game than this team has of late, and, and I think that's the concern for me. Well, we still are going to award a dog at him, and it's not the Phoenix Fire Department this time. Um, so let's go ahead and hand out the desert dog at him, and it goes to Clayton Keller, who had a goal and an assist tonight, also had three shots on goal. Um, yeah, Clayton Keller gets his 20th of the season. He is now a 20-goal scorer once again, so congrats to Clayton Keller. Yeah, and Lawson Krause won behind him getting his 19th and Patrick on that, that same shift. Uh, he was so. really going for it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, 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 and if people are wanting the, the positive PD that we're so accustomed to and, and the happy and optimistic guy <laughs> and the show that I usually bring, you might want to change stations because we, we even we, the desert dog is Clayton Keller. His points are near where they were a year ago when he was record setting pace. But you know, when you look at the, the stat that jumps out at me tonight, mm-hmm. he's even, yeah. he's even, he had a goal of an assist, and he's even. So that means that he's giving up two goals the other way, and that's the part of his game that I've been preaching that he's so much better at. He's a 200-foot player. He cares. He's back-checking all of those things. But that line is getting beat, man. 
that line is not coming back hard. That line is turning pucks over in their own, own zone. They're not defending well. Clayton Keller is going to have to, if you want to be the leader, and I've also said he should be the leader of this team, you want to wear the C, then you better buckle up when you're inside your own blue line. you got to tighten things up. It's great you're live offense. It's great that you're scoring, but that line has to be better from their blue line into the net because they haven't shown it over the last two days. You know who leads the team in, or, or is in dead last in the team in plus minus? It's Clayton Keller. He's minus 15, and, and Nick Schmaltz is minus 12. Oop. Yeah. Yeah. Oop. Well, the uh, if we had to give out a dog in him to a bank, it would definitely be Desert Financial Credit Union without question. And when, when, we, when we would talk about what stats they have, well... For more than 84 years, they've been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. They offer checkings and savings account, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. And most importantly, when you open a free checking account online right now with Desert Financial Credit Union, you get $200 in bonuses. Who doesn't want $200 bonus? So get started by visiting at desertfinancial.com slash 200. You know what we say. If it's good enough for Craig, it's probably too good for you. Betty MGM is the official sportsbook of PHNX and Super Bowl 58 XXVIIXX is right. I don't know. I just made that up because I, I don't know Roman numerals because nobody does. This is 2024 um, Super Bowl switch to real numbers. But it's Super Bowl 58 is just around the corner. Perfect time to download the MGM sportsbook app. Don't just watch the commercials, get some skin in the game and watch that too. Great time. With their new offer, you bet $5, get $158 instantly. How do you do that? You sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our friend Damon Dog. Woof, woof. Talk about the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, hey, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. <laughs> As PD said, yeah. that, that's not Shane. <laughs> exactly. PD doesn't remember that his mic doesn't automatically mute during. Oh your... well, wait, yeah, it's I so I had a turnover and I didn't defend my goalie. HK, sorry, <laughs> I made a mistake just like the Coyotes did tonight, <laughs> buddy. Oh boy! All right, and, I do... can, I, can I say something off, off, totally off topic because I'm happy about it. Sure. Craig went down to Tucson. We're going to talk about the article that he's, you know, writing with Matt Vialta. But, but the the outstanding trainer of the Tucson Roadrunners, Eric Bechtel, big big E, we call him, tossed Craig some some sweatshirts and said, "Hey, let's rep some Roadrunner stuff on the show." And buddy, this sweatshirt. I got to give it out to E. It is money. Like it's, I don't know if I've ever had a quarter zip hoodie. I don't think, I think it's a first. It's a first. It is fire. So, it is fire. So I, I, I wore mine tonight. So thanks E. Appreciate you. Shout out to the Roadrunners. Um, I want to talk for a few minutes about Logan Cooley because Logan Cooley now has points in three straight games, has another, yet another incredible assist. Um, and, I don't know. He's he's been heating up a little bit these past few games, and if we're gonna highlight maybe a bright spot on this this Coyotes team right now, I think Logan Cooley is definitely one of those bright spots. 
Craig yeah. is muted. <laughs> I'll talk then, because since Craig's muted, that's fine. Logan, we've seen that what? him taking a step forward over these last few games, without a doubt. And I tell you, that play with Michelli where he makes that pass, Cooley's got to tap in. It's a, it's a hell of a play by the Tampa Bay defenseman. Radish gets a stick on it. Otherwise, he's celebrating another goal. It's those little strides, and these are the things that we have to draw positives from for the Coyotes of the future, is, is when you see these younger players making plays like this. And I think Cooley is starting to play better, and it's showing up on the scoreboard. And I, I'm excited to see where where the plateau where his. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen what Logan Cooley is going to be in this league for for a while. But it's really good to see him making positive strides. I'm so curious what this roster is going to look like next season. Uh, we've already talked about how every one of their defensemen is playing on an expiring contract and the, like too deep beyond that are playing on expiring contracts. So the back end could just look radically different next season. I, I wonder about the forward group as well, if they're going to infuse more youth into it. I, I don't know, but there, there are definitely some, some things to get excited about. We talked about this last night as well with Cooley and Gunther connecting in the, the third period last night. Obviously you're excited about guy, those guys. You're excited about Michelli. You're excited about Kraus. Clayton Keller obviously is still a young player. So there's there's a lot of pieces here now that you're you're seeing coming together in the forward group. They're gonna infuse some more. I'm I'm again, I, I wonder what they're gonna do next season to sort of try and take the next step forward. I think it gets harder at this point to to take noticeable strides forward because people want to see progress in the standings. And you might get to the point where it you say we need to put some of these more of these prospects. It's going to be almost prospect heavy in the lineup and your team might take a step back in the standings, but it's still actually moving forward. Really curious how they're going to approach this next stage of the rebuild. Haven't talked with Bill Armstrong about that much. And I know they've been focused on, on the playoffs and I, I still think they are. We can't write them off obviously yet, but it's going to be an interesting topic as we come out of the all-star break and then get into March after the deadline, et cetera. Yeah, it definitely will be interesting to see. Um, but lots to be excited about. We've seen, you know, speaking of Tucson, Tucson is having a really great season. And that's even before a ton of guys who are in the Canadian Hockey League, in college, in Russia. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's still a lot. So I think also on nights like this is important to remind ourselves, like, yes, the Coyotes are in the mix for a playoff spot. But this is year three of the rebuild. So, you know. It's like, got to keep chugging along. But on the subject of we had high hopes and now things are sliding, I looked at the month of January or just 2024. The Coyotes now with tonight's loss are 3-8-1 in January, which is not good. Um, what do you guys think has been the, the reason for this slide this month? I don't know that you can point to one reason. I mean... One that Petey's been harping on all season is they, they don't defend well. I don't think this team defends well. Um, you know, the, if the goaltending falls off at all for this team, then they're going to struggle because of that. But it, we've also talked about this a lot. This time of year, you know, there are stages of a season where play gets ramped up. Teams start playing better. They dial it in. Are the Coyotes able to keep pace with some of these teams that have probably a lot more talent. I think that's factoring into this as well. I just think the league is getting better as the season progresses and maybe the Coyotes aren't able to keep pace with, with the roster they have right now. 
Yeah, I think, and I think part of it too is probably that first 30 games is probably a little bit of an aberration. I, I, I don't know. I think we were all kind of surprised how well they came out of the gate and they were around the playoffs for as long as they were. Um, so I think that a better start maybe than we were anticipating. I think this was probably a little closer to who they are. I think injuries have played a little bit of a role in that. I know you're listening, missing two NHL defensemen tonight. Barrett Hayton's still been out of the lineup and we know what, what he does to that top line. So injuries have had a little bit of a factor. Um, they didn't get consistent goal attending from from day one until now I mean they, they really haven't Ingram has been the closest thing to that um, so I think there are a lot of things that you can lead in into what has been the problem I, I still think to me I, I wish they could play more simple and I know you hear that on TV play more simple play more simple what does that mean well it, just like we said with Michelli and Bukestad's turnovers at the blue line those pucks getting out and and turning pucks over to the middle of the ice dumping the puck in instead I mean little little things like that are, are when you're outmanned and I've been in I've been in coaches rooms for a very long time when this team was outmanned trust me and you <laughs> go up against a team and you go we have no chance tonight how are we going to play and it it and, and I I think I go back to the Dave Tippett era when we had that the most when you had a roster you just couldn't compete and you'd go what are we going to do and it was those things that we talked about just now we can't turn the puck over and we're going to defend like a son of a bitch and we're going to defend hard and from the blue line in we're not giving them anything from inside the hash marks and the top of the circles if they are going to get scoring chances we're going to keep them to the outside and let's hope we can block a shot and get a breakaway the other way and and i'm not kidding those conversations took place maybe we can block a shot and go the other way or maybe we can get a power play and get lucky and get one and I think that sometimes this team has to find other ways to win. They seem to play the same way all the time. And if, if it's going well, great. If it's not going well, well, then they're going to lose. So I hope for this last stretch, because Craig alluded to it, this roster, we don't know where it's going a year from now. There's good, this could be younger next year. I mean, it honestly could. And if it goes younger, it ain't going to be better. So it doesn't mean it's not going to be better in the long run. It's just not might not be better in the short term. So so for this next 30 games, this this team has to get better habits. They have to get better habits and try to avoid some of these situations they put themselves in. Yeah, lots of comments in the chat too about uh, nonlinear progression when Craig when Craig brought up citing Jamie Eisner um, on that one. But uh, <laughs> I never I never got to partake in that. I, I was part of the Natty Hattie for such a brief time that that, that happened so so much before me before my time that I, I didn't get a get a really grasp of that non-literal progression discussions Craig I feel kind of left out maybe teaches a class on it now at the University of Chicago so you could you could do that online I think who does Jamie Eisner no I'm kidding are you being still oh, like God I met I believe you got him I saw him. I've seen Jamie Eisner online and he looks like he could teach a class on non-linear progression there you go he, he definitely be a professor Oh my gosh. Craig, did you actually want to talk about Emil Martins and Lielberg or did you just want to say his name? I just, well, I, I like saying his name. Yes, that that's part of it, but it, it's, it was a reminder, right? Of a, a, a guy that they actually really liked and probably would still be a part of this organization, if not for a concerning health issue that they, they thought was maybe too risky. Uh, it, it's too bad. I, th I thought he looked pretty good tonight and they thought he was going to be pretty good. So it's it's a shame to see him not in this organization. This Coyotes team needs defensemen. They, he's a big guy. He fits the mold in many ways. I they they really think he's going to be a good NHL defenseman. And again, I, I liked what he what he did tonight. I thought he contributed to that to that win tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. Well, uh, let's look at the upcoming schedule. There's not much there. It's just one game against the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday, and then. 
mercifully no games until Clayton Keller participates in the All-Star game next Saturday and get back to it on February 8th against the Vegas Golden Knights. Just ease back into the season when they get back, why don't you? Um, but you gotta you gotta believe too, you know, it's like when you're almost done with school and you're or the semester and the break is next week and you're just like, I have two days to get through. It's maybe you don't put your best foot forward. Wonder how much of that's playing into the Coyotes play as of late too. Maybe not at all, but just something. I'm curious to see how many guys are going to jump on planes from Carolina and Craig and I've seen that at the all-star break guys don't come home. Like they'll, they'll leave right. If they're allowed to from there, I remember taking a flight back from Montreal going into the all-star oh, break and Craig, yeah, Craig, the, the, the flight was more than half empty. And and I would assume that guys will be leaving directly from Carolina and not making the trek all the way back, especially guys that are going to stay on the East Coast. That Why would they make it all the way back? So we'll we'll see where their focus is, knowing that they're going to fly out and go see family immediately following the game on Saturday night. So we'll see how their focus is at the start of that game. That flight was not direct, Petey. That, you know what, Craig? We've done this a long time. That's one of the worst. And there, the, the, there's a long list of worsts. That's one of the worst. When we had to stop in Kansas City halfway through a flight, get home at seven o'clock in the morning. We're in rush hour traffic coming home after flying literally all night. Travel guy wasn't there. Security guy wasn't there. Head coach wasn't there. GM wasn't there. It was just us schmucks, and it was miserable. And I went okay. right down to the studio to record the Natty Hattie. Literally, did you really? Because guess I, I did not do yeah. that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went home and slept for two straight days, and then went back to work. Um, but I think we talked about it on the TV show last night, so I'm not giving away news. And I know I don't think the Coyotes have actually announced last this yet, night. But, we yeah. didn't do shit last night. <laughs> no, we didn't announce it. They announced it on the the oh. podcast. Is the All Star Game because we're going to talk about the All Star Game. I want to give a little flowers to one of my really good friends. One of the and, and by the way, this go, shout out goes to Stan Wilson. One of the and you hear it all the time. Great equipment guy, great equipment. He is like he he knows. There's one thing you learn in the NHL and and in pro sports. You either learn to work or you don't. And if you don't learn to work, you don't work in sports because mm-hmm. there is no clock, there is no punch card, there is no day off, holidays. It doesn't exist. You work, and Stan Wilson knows how to work, and he's getting rewarded. And he was invited. They're starting this now, where they're adding a second um, equipment guy to the All Star um, festivities, kind of as a little reward. Hey, he, you know, his wife's coming, his grandkids coming. He's going to travel out to Toronto, and I'm really happy for him. He's miserable about it. Like, oh, I don't. It's no big deal. Rah, rah, rah. Grumpy Stan, you know. I said. Congratulations, really proud of you. And he's growling about it, but but it's well deserved. So I know you see him on TV a lot, Stan Wilson. Everything you hear about him is absolutely true. He is the best, and this team is so lucky to have him. And I'm really grateful that he's getting the opportunity to go to the All Star Game. So congratulations to Stan Wilson. Congrats, Stan. But I'm sorry you don't get time off because that's probably the thing that you need the most. (laughs) It it is. It probably is. Can you imagine? Hey, for your reward over the next five days, you get a work mark. Yeah, in a cold skates. climate and you get a sharpen skates and guys because guys are, you think those all-stars are going to be easy on the equipment hell no they're gonna be just as bad as always but, but their equipment and this and that yeah anyway congrats to but he definitely is an all-star and he does he is. to be he's phenomenal he's absolutely phenomenal he's and not only is he really good at his job he's he's an outstanding guy and if you ever want to know how to do things the right way yes stan and he'll he'll make sure you know what's the nhl way and what isn't and and i was honored to have the opportunity to work with him and i learned a lot from that man 
and uh, gets so, work with uh, Alexander Gorgiev too. So he's got to be excited about that. And and you know, he's, he, you look how many Coyotes coaches. Bonus is going to be there. Target's yeah. going to be there. So he's got a lot of a lot of Coyote coaches going to be. There. That's true. That's true. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, this stretch of games. Uh, tonight and last night, I think calls for some OGs. Also our experience last night with the fire and just everything that happened. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to our Twitter feed at page next underscore coyotes or watch our show from this morning. Um, but all of those occasions call for OGs. I might take some tonight just to help get to sleep so I can sleep well before tomorrow. Uh, OGs, they also have the OGs Naturals, the big OGs, Sleep Edition, Microdose, uh, Happy Balance, and their delicious, delicious flavors. Scratch made here in Arizona to support local brand and to learn more about OGs gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrand.com. And you know what, Leah? Don't be like Leah and Danielle. <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> Keep your tank and your snack cart full, and you can do both at Circle K. The best way to save on gas and snacks and world-famous Polar Pops? Become part of the inner circle. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. Save three cents per gallon every day after that. Get every sixth item free of a selection of your favorite Circle K products, including pizza, coffee, and ice-cold fountain drinks. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. And honestly, if you haven't done it yet, why the hell not? It's literally free, and you download it and get free stuff. So download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. All right. Let's not talk about this game anymore. Cool. Let's first talk about the Coyotes' uh, waiver pickup today. Adam Ruzicka. Coyotes picked up center Adam Ruzicka from Mm -hmm. the Calgary Flames. 24, six foot four, 215 pounds from Slovakia. Uh, this season, he has three goals, six assists, nine points, six penalty minutes, and 39 games with the Coyotes. Uh, he likely will not join the team until after the All Star break, or is he joining them in Carolina, Craig? I don't, I don't think he will because okay. there's going to be some visa. I think there's some visa issues, so he'll probably join after the All Star break. So, I mean, he's a, he's a big guy. You can see six foot four, two, whatever he was, 215, I think. I can't even remember the weight. Um, you know, Bill Armstrong likes the fact that he's, you know, he's a guy that can go to those hard, hard areas. He can be a net front presence. He's he's decent in the faceoff circle. He may be able to play up and down the lineup, but probably more of a depth forward. Consistency has been an issue for him. And it, I think you saw our good friend Mike Gold talking in the Discord about how he's not necessarily, he doesn't play with an edge. So he doesn't necessarily use his size to advantage all the time. He may for clearing space and, you know, uh, establishing position, but maybe not for physical play. We'll see how he fits in here. Look, this team needs some center depth. Uh, the other thing that I want to say about this move, a lot of people ask me, does this mean that Barrett Hayden had a setback and is not coming back? No, the moves are unrelated. This is there. There's no setback for Barrett Hayden. He's still expected back after the all-star break. This was just to add a little more depth up the middle. If you remember, they lost Travis Boyd. He's not coming back this season. So this gives them an opportunity to get another body in the forward group. And not only that, he's an NHL player, and you don't want to tap into the guys down the road runners who are trying to develop and do it the right way and overbake and all the things we've talked about. So you need to have another option. You get a player for free 
off of waivers. He's making league minimum, which just over not quite league minimum, but he's not, it's not about the money. He's an RFA at the end of the season. If it doesn't work out, you put him back on waivers and you move on. Like it's, it's really, a, you can't lose for the Arizona Coyotes. And if he does play the role that they're hoping maybe he can at his size, maybe he can become a, a Bill Armstrong type player. Maybe he'll come here and thrive in the environment of the developing players and under Andre's Turney's ter- tutelage, maybe. And if he doesn't, you literally have lost nothing. So I think it's a really good gamble for, for GM Bill Armstrong to, to take a chance and take a flyer on a guy that's a really big guy. And, and you've seen all this team has struggled in the faceoff circle since the loss of Barrett Hayton and, and now Travis Boyd too. And, and so anything they can do to help shore that area up, great. And again, if it doesn't work, just move on. Uh, Harold, a new inconsistent player for an inconsistent team with the thinking emoji. <laughs> um Hey, sometimes the Coyotes nail it on waiver pickups, though. Not going to lie. Blatantly asked nine said, Krause didn't play with an edge either. This guy is a scratcher lottery ticket. Let's see how he does with a shot under bear. There's really nothing to lose, I think, um, at this point. And you never know. And he's a big guy, so he fits the Bill Armstrong mold. Craig, should we talk a little bit more about the arena? <laughs> Have we done that enough today? <laughs> I'm done. I guess I'll just point people to all the stuff that we record. That's now on YouTube. There, there's there's a, a lengthy discussion between the three of us on YouTube available. I thought it was a really good discussion. We covered what is going on there. Okay. <laughs> I just have, I'm giving up on the arena talk. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go watch us on YouTube. But it, but it was nice to see that another national reporter did some work today. Chris Johnston, props to you. Um, he, he was on Insider Trading today. And, and to paraphrase him, said, I don't get the impression that there is an imminent deadline for the Coyotes arena announcement. They do not have to make an announcement by the all-star break. You're right, Chris. They don't. Thank you for doing the reporting because sometimes it feels like we're out here shouting in the wilderness. (laughs) So it's good to see somebody else doing the reporting. See, everyone, that was it. That wasn't so bad. The chat is freaking out. No more. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was it. Also, I'm just teasing. I'd love to hear a random talk. Chad brings up something. Uh, What about bear syrup? Don't know what about it, but thanks for bringing it up. I'm sure Petey is dying to discuss. Yeah, I love talking about bear syrup. Are you out of bear syrup, Leah? No, because I haven't opened it yet because I want to save it. How do you not open it? I'm you saying like, I open mine, unfortunately, open mine on the set. So mine, mine the this, transportation. Yeah, I did. Because the sure, transportation right? of mine was a mess before we even left the studio. And I said, I'm not Because Andre it. didn't, I think he only brought three cans. Like he ignored he the producer like both of you guys always do. Yep. I Danielle. Do. Danielle knows it. I, I, I told Danielle, I forget. Except and it's last personal. night when we were made our escape and Petey goes, the three of us survived. And Danielle was like, cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, but Whoa. in my defense, it was the three of us that were literally standing in the camera in the shot at the I time, know. and Daniel was not. And I feel terrible, Daniel. I do, pre- I do appreciate you calling me out on the Circle K read, though. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Doesn't forget three about Danielle Danielle. when it comes to. I'm gonna call her that from yes. now on. Three Mile Danielle. Like, who the fuck does that? Three Mile? <laughs> really? Never in my life. Three miles. I, I and I knock on wood. I am 56 years old and I have never run out of gas in my life. Like, I don't know how that's humanly possible. I don't know how people do that. Never. Run I've out of never gas. run out of gas. Okay. There's circle K's everywhere. <laughs> there At least are. we're not talking about hockey. And I, I want to leave the, I, I'm looking through the chat and there was some consternation. I, 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 I 
I know I come across and I'm pessimistic and I'm frustrated, but it's 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 from honestly, it's from a place of love. Like this is they're making mistakes they shouldn't make, and and in the coaches room, you've got to. You've got to get that kind of frustration. You've got to have that kind of anger, or you don't solve problems. Um, I, I think this fan base don't get frustrated. Look at what the strides that have happened from this season at this time, right now, where you were a year ago. Like this, this franchise is going the right direction. They've got. I just looked at the contracts. There's not one of these defensemen, not one. That is under contract for next season. Not one. And we're talking about their defensive problems. Well, we, they can change that. This, they're going to evolve into a team that's got Shimashev and Boot and Zuber and the Mavlam. Castle Ring and Mavlam and Jersey and maybe Jeremy Langlois. Duda, yeah. Like, yeah, there'll be talking more with the draft picks they have. And that's that's we just named eight defensemen right there that could be your top six. And and then you you've seen the the, the core of young forwards that are already here, not to mention the ones that are growing in, in Tucson and those yet to be drafted. So hang in there. And I know you've heard that preached to you over and over again. Hang in there, but it truly is, it truly is the best core of prospects draft picks and current roster that this franchise as deep as they have ever had while they've been in Arizona. Great reminder, PD. Um, and if you want to see more of PD as a video coach in action, make sure you check out his in-depth breakdown of last night's game against the Florida Panthers. Really learn some great stuff there. I feel like every time PD does one of those, I learn something new. Chris, $2 super chat for smoke damage or smoky whiskey. Cheers. Yeah. Pack therapy. Were we supposed to do some whiskey at one point? He just brought that yeah, up. Max. Yeah, Max. Was that a Max promise, by the way? Yeah, yes. we won some I tasting thing. I see. And we were supposed to get it. Whiskey promise leaves of donuts. It just doesn't happen. Hmm. He gets hmm. so focused that the coach of the rising and he gets kind of flustered and he gets kind of distracted. I think he's so focused on like bringing in all the sponsors that that keep us up and running so yeah Challenge. max is the goat truly he is phenomenal he is the goat. I, I, without max we are not here so thank you max absolutely true eric asked if dumba is hurt yes he is week to week eric as an update um all right let's round things out by taking a look at the punch card this line is not looking great so far starting off with two exes just like the last line started and the last line was not great. So hopefully things turn around one more opportunity before the all-star break to put a check on that board for what would be a connect five, which we would absolutely love to see. Um, but we will, we will see what happens in the meantime. Chris mentioned drinking. I need a drink. How about some four peaks? <laughs> we were talking about four peaks this morning. PD, did you end up having a drink this I did. morning? You did? I did. <laughs> wow. I did. But that's okay. I will be right back. Oh, Craig is going to his fridge to get a Four Peaks. What do you think he's going to come back with? He's uh, wild. He's that new wild? wild, the wild light. He's going to go the wild light. I bet you he surprises us all with wild light. No, I think he surprises us all with some sort of stout or porter. Oh, that that's be. what I think. But it doesn't matter because Four Peaks, whatever type of beer you like, Four Peaks has it. What did you come back with? Pilsner. Oh. Kill Oh, see, that's, buddy, that's dirty. That's dirty. I'm out of Kill Lifter. And I, I've got WoW, so I'm okay. Can you listen for a moment? Oh, a little Kill ASMR. Literally, it's the Four Peaks logo facing the screen. Keep reading, Leah. Okay. Four Peaks, you can 
buy them wherever you buy your beer. They also are on tap at pretty much every restaurant in Arizona. You can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. And make sure you check out the Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale, which is a collab between Four Peaks and Bad Birdie. It's super drinkable and the perfect companion at the tea box or in your fridge. Again, you can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. Craig, that's dirty. (laughs) <laughs> that, that looks phenomenal. Ice yeah. Oh, ice cold. Look how good that is. It's just a beautiful mm-hmm. caramel colored beer. I love myself some Scottish ale. I love Kill Liquor. I do. It's oh. phenomenal. It's got flavor. People think it's too heavy, just have never had it. Because mm-hmm. crisper than it looks. It looks heavier than it is. So try it. And by the way, while you're trying that, do you cringe when you look at your current flooring? Because a lot of people do. I did. So it's time to upgrade, and it's time to upgrade with Empire today. You get the shop at home, convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Working with Empire today is easy, it's quick, and it's convenient. You get someone in your home that day to eliminate back and forth to a store, speed and service that won't get you, that you won't get at a big box store. And don't forget how cool Empire Today's Floor Visualizer is. And you know what? You can take a look at the Floor Visualizer right now. Listeners can try it out by visiting empiretoday.com slash phnx, and you can digitally change your floors right now today without Mm -hmm. even calling anybody. You can just check out their visualizer. It's really cool. I've used Empire in my own home, and trust me, they service what they sell at Empire Today. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can save $350 off discount when they use the promo code phnx. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash phnx for details. I like how uh, someone in the chat, you got this PD. <laughs> I, it was better. I, I, I almost didn't. I, there was almost a mumble free ad read. Almost. Almost. It was close. I'm getting better at this. You it's are. Like for a living. It kind of is. Does anyone have anything else they want to say? I just want to drink my beer. I'm going to try to be more positive. That's going to be, I know it's not a new year's resolution because oh, we're almost February. I know I'm not. I've tried that for 30 years. I was happy once in high school. I remember it. (laughs) I remember those days. It was glorious. (laughs) Back when I had a future. (sighs) Oh my God. This is this episode today. Okay. Yeah. Shelby brings up a good point. Who starts in Carolina? Hell if I know after these two efforts. I don't know. Roll the dice. Just, I don't know. Flip a coin. I don't, I have no idea. But but here it goes back to, to, and this is why you always have to think of the what ifs. And that's why I would have played Connor Ingram last night and the first night, because if it's going bad, it, like it did last night, and it goes bad in Florida, then you switch, then you pull Connor Ingram at the end of the first period, you put in Corel Vamelka. Now there's no pressure on Corel Vamelka. You're already down, you've already got the game lost, so there's no pressure. So he can go in and get the minutes that he hasn't had since January 12th. So he can go play in, in, a, in a stress free environment. And if he does great, great. And if, and now you've rested Ingram. Ingram still comes back tonight in Tampa Bay, and in, and Vamelka has played well against against Florida. And and now you've set yourself up to you've got to, a day off between games. And now if Ingram uh, if Vamelka was lights out, then he can go again. If he wasn't good, Ingram would be better tonight, and you can go with him on Saturday. I think when you when you started Vamelka after not playing since January twelfth on the first night of that back to back, I think you really limited what you could do for the rest of the trip. That's the way I would have looked at it. But unfortunately, I am here and not in that room. So they have those discussions much deeper and much more in depth than what we did here. Do you think we see Soto? I, I, I personally, yes. 
after I, these I, two I don't, words, like why wouldn't I don't you? know what you're waiting for. Yeah. You've got about 12 goals in two games. He's there. Like honestly, at this point, what do you have to lose? Let's let's see what he has before you send him back down. Um, you're you're still going to be without Stetcher and Dum- Dumba are going to be out of the lineup. So I I think you have to roll the dice. Even if you maybe you play seven, maybe if you shelter him a little bit and play seven, I I don't know. Um, but I would think that he he'd get in the lineup. And and again to to answer Shelby's question, I come back with Connor Ingram been more consistent along and i think you have to this road trip's already you've got no points and it's already a disaster you have to try to salvage something to get a point out of carolina building that this team struggles in all as long as i can remember they've really struggled in this building and carolina by the way just beat the new jersey devils and the boston bruins in their last two games at home so uh oh there is a spectacular photo the 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 carolina hurricanes honor their hartford whalers tradition and there is a spectacular team photo with Dave Tippett hanging in the press box in the hallway leading to the press box with his old duster. <laughs> what a great mustache. <laughs> Creepy, but good. It yeah, it was a spectacular. Dave Tippett. I, I will say this. Their history of the Hartford Whalers, it's still when you had that, that H&W making up the Hartford Whalers. That's a phenomenal logo. I love the colors. It's one of my favorite sweaters of all time. And you look at the number of coaches that come out of there with Quinville and Tippett and um, Alf Samuelson. And it, there's a lot of guys Deneen. that have gone through that organization. Oh, yeah, Deneen. Yeah, you're right. What an organization. Yeah, anyway, plug the Whalers. Let's go, Whalers. Dave Tippett's mustache. All right. Well, we'll wrap up for tonight. Uh, another another tough loss, 6-3, Tampa Bay Lightning. But we will be live tomorrow, Friday, at 2 p.m. for a Flavoring Friday with the What Chaos crew. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit of fun after what felt like a very heavy week. Although, it started off fun with that Pittsburgh game, but it's kind of been downhill from there. But we'll, we'll try and keep it light tomorrow at 2 for everybody. So make sure you subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss all the extra content. Like I mentioned, a PD's Puck Top went, went up earlier today. If you missed the show earlier but just want to hear about the arena, we have that separate if you just want to hear the arena talk. Uh, but I highly recommend watching the whole show yesterday because we also told our fire story. And I think it's pretty funny if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, and of course... <laughs> Become a diehard. Join our Discord. Join our family. Get diehard-only content. We're in there every single day on Discord interacting with the diehards. It's so much fun. You also get 20% off merch, 20% off on events as well, among the other great perks to becoming a diehard. So check that out. You can follow us on Twitter. At Don't forget the high school game, Leah. I won't. Okay. At S. Peter's you're, you're, you're ahead of it. At Leah Merrill. follow the rundown. Abracadino. That was still in there from earlier, PD. So I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it again. Sure. Just don't forget the high school state tournament is is um, next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the finals are on Sunday. Don't forget to check it out at asha.org for game times and ticket information. Asha.org. I'm going to be there. Leah won't be because she's going to be all bougie in Toronto with the All Stars rubbing shoulders with famous people. And But I will be at the mullet in the electric atmosphere of the high school state tournament and follow them on Twitter, Asha and follow at PD at S Peter's hockey. Yeah. For all everything. Tweet- yeah. He's been tweeting all about it. Um, so check it out. It's going to be so fun. If you missed it, it last is. year, you got to go. Uh, it, it was a blast, but anywho, you can follow at Africa. Danielle. You can follow our show <laughs> at PH next underscore coyotes. And again, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your audio podcasts as well. If you missed the Jovo interview earlier in the week, Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Even on a loss, hit the thumbs up on this video on your way out. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night, and we will see you all tomorrow.
You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.